Hi, everyone. G1, Mark G with the Vietnam Fantasy Football Podcast, the post game. So we'll be here for the next couple of weeks. So no G2. He is out for the rest of the season. We might hear him uh, with the cameo appearance in about two weeks. But it's just going to be me with a couple of interviews and some uh, recaps from the prior season. That will be in about two weeks coming up. But this morning, tonight, whenever, wherever you may be listening, we got a great guest, and it's Thomas, the commish. And let's listen in as the first question I ask him is, what did you think about the past season? So here's my interview with Thomas. I think one of the biggest highlights, as I was kind of thinking about it today, um, was just that we had a different champion this year. So already in two years, we had two different winners, uh, two different guys that could claim the top spot. And, um, I, you know, our, our preseason predictions were, were somewhat accurate this time around, Thanks. but, but only to an extent. I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple surprises in there, which I think it was great to see. You, you'd mentioned we have a new champion, but if you think about it, you know, Chris was solid. He was consistently solid throughout the entire season, but, do you agree that it could have been maybe a handful of maybe three to four different teams uh, that could have won that championship? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just put into the right the right situation, uh, any number of teams could have won that. Uh, I think including teams like uh, like Drew's team, if he had made the playoffs, uh, G2, then he, he would have had a chance to, to make a run for the championship. Uh, you know, a few things go different ways. Uh, maybe for example, Chris isn't able to pick up CJ Anderson. So he's, he's missing one of his key running backs. Right. Um, you never know what could happen at, at something like that. Exactly. Okay. So quick post-mortem, uh, you've already touched on it, but the good, and then we'll talk about the not so good, but w- what was the good? And like I said, you've already mentioned some of that, Thomas, but, but go ahead. Uh, I think the good is, is competitiveness. We had we had plenty of competitive equity across the league. You know, a lot of times in fantasy football leagues, you'll see one or maybe two teams that end up going undefeated or even, you know, like a one loss team where you have like a, a clear section at the top where it's like, OK, these two teams are so much better than the rest of the league um, that it, it's almost not fair. And we didn't have, really didn't really have that. I mean. Uh, we had a tie for the best record, if I remember correctly, or at least it was very close. And then we had uh, three teams, almost four teams that were um, begging for that last playoff spot. So there there was plenty to go around in terms of uh, positions to, to take on the last week, which I think is probably the most exciting part. The championships were exciting. The the playoffs were exciting. But I think the most fun we had this this year was that last week of the regular season where there were so many opportunities for guys to move around, and, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Absolutely. I would say that last week and even the week before, so really the last two weeks were, I would call it uh, drama. Hey, my if I can interject, my favorite story throughout the year, and Drew and I, we got to see him uh, over the Christmas break. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Landon going from, was it next to last place all the way to uh, second place? So, so here's a guy who, who worked, who worked the system. He, you know, he put his time in and, uh, he, he made, I enjoyed watching him from afar. I didn't like playing him, but what a story for Landon. Yeah. yeah and remember, he actually didn't have a first round draft pick either. 
Um, you traded that away to Drew. Exactly. Good point. So next question, the not so good. Again, post-mortem here. So talk about the good, the positive. I hate to be negative, but any, anything that maybe wasn't so good? Um, I think most of what we can improve on for the league, I think, is going to come in the offseason, actually. I think I think once we got the season going, it went pretty well. Uh, I don't have a lot of complaints about anything that happened. You know, there wasn't uh, any any real issues that, that cropped up. Trades were good. Um, guys were starting their lineups for the most part. But I think in the offseason, uh, and this in particular can kind of fall back on the commissioner, um, is just getting people more involved, getting ready for the NFL draft, uh, and then shortly after our own rookie draft, um, <clears throat> and just keeping engagement up sort of in that uh, that spring to summer range so that we're not trying to do things last minute sort of like we did this past year. Um, and again, that kind of falls back on me. Uh, I'll need to be a little bit more proactive come springtime. You know, we can take a break for now, but uh, making sure that I'm getting communication out and that we're getting the the next season, the 2019-2020 the season, started uh, sooner rather than later. Well, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. I was going to wait. I was going to wait. I was hoping this project would be done this week, but people like you and I, we have jobs, right? But to help you to make what you just said a reality, Vietnam Fantasy Football will be launching a website. And if you think about it, the podcast, the podcast needs a home. So once we launch this website, you, hate to put you on the spot, Kamish, uh, you will be giving administrative rights to it. And then, of course, people like me, uh, the people like me, the moron, the, the, the host of the moron files, the, the star of the moron files, he'll be helping to write content too. But that will be one way, Thomas, that, that you will be keeping a lot of the league, uh, really engaged throughout the year. So, and there'll probably be a newsletter. Um, it won't go out every week during the off season, but at least maybe twice a month, once a month, something like that. But I, I that's a, a new announcement. I'm springing it on you. I wanted to hear your surprise. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, I mean, the podcast I thought was a big step for us. You you read a lot about leagues that, um, you know, of, of guys sort of like in our situation that went to college together or knew each other from a certain place that they lived. And I think that uh, a website is just another step in the right direction to, to building something that's going to last. And speaking of the podcast, uh, G2 and I have not really talked about it, but you know, that that's not really our podcast. I mean, if other people want to jump in and take ownership of it, that would be great. We were just sitting around talking, uh, I want to say, about the first week of the season. We'd actually talked about it, and then Drew finally just said, hey, let's just do it. <laughs> and so we were, doing, we were two idiots, didn't know what we were doing. So, um, like I said, even going into next year, if some other people say, hey, we want to do it, hey, that's great. Uh, so we really have no ownership over it. Hey, speaking of the off season, so a couple of questions, Thomas. Uh, any news? Is it too is it too early to talk about the draft uh, for for twenty nineteen? Uh, we we did have Dylan. We had Landon over uh, during the Christmas break. We were talking about. It. We're actually looking forward to it, but 
Uh, any news, will it be earlier, about the same time, or is it, again, too early to to, to share those details yet? Um, it's too early to go over dates, I think. Um, but to give a general idea, my thought process, and I, I want to send out a, a league-wide email just to clarify some of these things. My, my thought process is we need to – we obviously have to wait for the NFL draft. That's our – Sort of our start. Which is April, I believe. Yeah, which is in April. Um, And so my thought process from there is we want to have our rookie draft as soon as possible while still giving people time to kind of analyze and and gather some data um, so that we can have the entire summer at that point to worry about, okay, who's going to make our final roster? Because we did, because of, uh, to an extent, my, my own failings this past year. Uh, not to an extent, because of my own failings this past year, we we didn't have that that opportunity, which was kind of the original intent of our league setup. So this year, I want to be able to give us uh, like a full almost three months um, in order to make those roster decisions. So you have time to watch the news coming out of training camps or uh, you know preliminary reports from some of the beat writers, some of the guys that are that are in with the team, um, which means that our draft would need to be sometime maybe two to three weeks after the NFL draft. So we're talking late April, early May. Um, and that can be flexible. I think we we can make it happen really anytime before the end of May, and it will serve its purpose. Do you follow it pretty closely? Will you be watching, uh, paying attention uh, a few weeks before, and then will you be watching uh, the draft as well? You know, I didn't last year. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's part of the, the reason that our, our league kind of got off to a slow start, but I, I fully intend to this year just because uh, I really saw the leap that some of the teams in our league were able to make with some of those rookies, in particular, like a, like a Philip Lindsay carry on Johnson for a few weeks, and then eventually Nick Chubb. There's just some guys out there that clearly made an impact. Exactly. So um, I think it's, it, yeah, it'd be better to do your research early on. This Which year. by the way, Philip Lindsay, you mentioned that name. Uh, I think, was he drafted or undrafted? Because I know Landon picked him up off the waiver wire, or was he drafted, got dropped, and then got uh, picked back up again? I Yeah, actually, I don't think he was drafted um, because he wasn't drafted in exactly. the NFL draft either. And I think that's all the more reason <laughs> to be doing the research because uh, that guy slipped through the cracks, you know, and, and he made the, made the team for Denver and uh, had some positive reports flying out there that I think just kind of flew under our noses and eventually – we uh, eventually somebody picked up on it. Landon was the the lucky winner. There. Well, hey, one more question, Thomas, about the off season. Anything you want to share with us about what we can be doing now? I mean, I'll go ahead and admit I picked up a player off the uh, waiver wire uh, this morning because I I dropped him. Uh, no one's been paying attention to him, so I picked up uh, John Brown again because I'm I'm bullish that he'll be on a different team uh, this year. But do you need to remind? Uh, anyone in the league that, hey, we can still be working that wa- waiver wire? Because I guess everyone's a, a free agent now. So so you can pick up people people uh, freely, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming trades especially. You might want to comment on that. I'm assuming trades can be made freely uh, during this offseason. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Now that the postseason is over, we can we can make trades again. Uh, there won't be any, any restrictions there. Uh, in terms of free agents, you can go ahead and, and add people. I'm going to restrict the, the, the free agent pool uh, about a month or two before the actual, um, our actual draft. 
it's so early in free agency that you're not going to see any any big moves. Everything you do now is going to be exactly. Um, but, but once the NFL season is over, that's when you can start to see players start to move around. So that's when I'll restrict our own free agent pool um, so that we're not, you know, getting an advantage and, and detracting from our draft, which is going to come a couple months. After hey, there, that. there's no way I'm going to talk to you and not bring it up. Let's talk a little bit about your your team. By the way, I think if we were to take a vote with all the players in the league, you would be voted with the number one name of any team. Um, I, I did, by the way, when when Dylan was here last week, we got to take him out to a movie, and, and I I challenged him hard on his silly name, <laughs> Your Mom's Hot Yoga Class. Uh, so I got the uh, I got the history on it, but you've got a great name. But so let's talk a little bit about your team. What's up for you for 2019? Uh, that's a great question. I'm I'm a little nervous. I think I think I have a lot of bright spots. Um, I think next year might be another year too soon for me. I have some some great young talent. Um, my really only aging piece at this point is uh, is Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. but with the emergence of Andrew Luck uh, coming back. He's probably going to be named comeback player of the year. I don't have any worries at quarterback. Um, Joe Mixon had a solid year. Not not great. I think he can only go up, especially if they decide to make some coaching changes in Cincinnati. Uh, Aaron Jones had a, had a big breakout year. Um, so that's a positive sign for me. And then my wide receiver position is, is really stacked. It's just finding the, the right guy to play. And uh, unfortunately... Yeah, unfortunately, I, I'm a bit plagued by uh, the bad offense uh, sickness there. <laughs> I've got, uh, let's see, I've got Odell Beckham is on the Giants. That's a tough offense sometimes. Uh, Mike Evans on the on the Bucks can be a little inconsistent. Kenny Galladay, uh, the the Lions had one of their worst offensive years. Matt Stafford had a terrible, or should I say, Pat <laughs> Stafford had a terrible year. Uh, let's see, uh, Corey Davis is coming off a a rough year of quarterback play. I think he did about as well as he could have. Uh, so there's a lot of potential there. I mean, I've got some some big names. I'm getting Hunter Henry back next year, who's uh, uh going to be my okay. end of the future. And uh, I'm excited about the team. It's just definitely going to be, it's going to be tough to say that I, I can really guarantee any any amount of victories it's a there's a lot of uh, boomer busts i don't have a lot of consistency i want to find out before we go who is in your top three i'm going to put you on the spot who's in your top three for next year and again a little bit of a unfair question because we have the draft to go through so we don't see what the rosters look like but as of right now do you think chris is a potential repeat uh, for the champion next year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think Chris has to be on top, barring any kind of uh, strange offseason offseason moves for any of his players. Um, I think he can kind of sit tight and be happy with where he's at. I, I feel like David Johnson, as uh, as good a year as he had, was you could probably call this a, a exactly. down year for him. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's got a young quarterback in in Arizona there that is only going to grow and learn more. Um, in terms of the other two, I, I would definitely put Chris at number one. At the number two spot, I think I'm going to uh, go ahead and put Landon there, just because of of the showing he had in the second half of the year. Um, <clears throat> he's got a really solid lineup from top to bottom. He doesn't have a lot to worry about in the off season, 
And I think he's got a good chance to make a run at the playoffs again. He's uh, solidified some of his positions throughout the year. And uh, I think he'll be just fine going into the next year. And then um, number three is hard to pick. I, I think uh, Joe Ryan is a solid team, but he has a lot to worry about with. Uh, yes, he does. A lot of he news does. Coming out of Jacksonville. Yeah, there's something to worry about there. I think um, I think Drew has a solid team that could perform next year, especially now that uh, Amari Cooper got a change of scenery. And uh, Mark, I think your own team has a good chance of of doing well again next year, especially if uh, if Adam Thielen has another year and is able to perform down the stretch next year. Well, I'm going to help you answer. I Um, I kind of cut you off there, so maybe you weren't finished. But if you're afraid, if you're afraid to talk about yourself. I'm going to help you with number three because I agree with you on number one and number two. I'm going to help you with number three. In my opinion, it's a coin flip between you, G2, and this person is a sleeper. And I'm going to say Jake. And you know I'm saying Jake? Because guess who will be back playing running back next year? I think that... So he he's yeah. gonna now it's of course we're also hearing about uh who who's the who's the uh, wide receiver for the Steelers we've been hearing about this week um I'm I'm having a, a senior moment uh Antonio Brown yeah uh, so ho- Brown. hopefully he gets put on a good team good quarterback so if if there's no if there's no going downhill for A B I think again between you and Drew. Um and Jake, I think it's a toss up. That's my number three. If I'm I'm looking at my team, I think I'm looking at five or six for because I see a couple of holes. There, there are some question marks. So I appreciate I appreciate the kind words, but my number three, it's a coin flip between you three. Well, let me throw one more name in there just real quick. Um, I I think another guy that could potentially be fighting for a playoff spot next year is uh, is Anthem. Um. His team struggled a little this year, but just remember that Saquon Barkley. And then, you know, if Cream Hunt finds a new team and he he manages to to keep playing football somewhere, you never know. He's going to have another top three draft pick. It could really turn into a productive team really fast. We saw what he did with okay. his number one pick last year. You brought it up. Uh, I may get fined for this by the by the commissioner's office for bringing this up. Uh, I <laughs> I'm with you. I agree with you. However. You know, you want to finish my sentence. However, uh, there are times there are times where I would say <laughs> I just wish Anthony would give me his team and, and I could help make it be a top three team. We need to make sure that Anthony he uses that alarm clock that he gets for Christmas that says, don't forget to set your lineup for the following day on Sunday. <laughs> so uh, I agree with you. Just needs to keep an eye on the lineup, right? I'll probably get fined for yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> um, hey, one last, I keep saying one last question. Hey, will the commish, I love saying this. I just love saying this. Will the commish with the dish be back in 2019? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dish with the commish. That I, I think was I'll bring the it back best in 2019. segment on the podcast. Best segment. I finished my interview with Thomas by thanking him. And I wanted to give him a book. I'd asked him if he had uh, read the Matthew Berry book that came out a few years ago uh, on fantasy football. He had it. So then I gave him two other choices. One of the books was 
The Education of a Coach. Great, great book. In fact, I just finished it a few days ago. And then the other book I'd read last uh, summer as a, as a recommendation by uh, Shane Parrish over at Farnham Street, the blog, and that book, uh, Gridiron Genius by Michael Lombardi. Great, great book. And uh, Thomas said he would take Gridiron Genius, so that's just my little thank you for him being on the show. Again, Thomas, you are a class act. Uh, thank you very much. So again, that's a wrap for this week's show. Again, I'll remind you, we do have our website that will be launched. It will be sometime next week. I'll send everybody an email message once it's, once it's launched. Uh, don't expect anything glamorous, exciting. I mean, it's going to be pretty bare bones, but it will do the job. Uh, finally, again, we will be back uh, next week for one more show, actually two more shows. And uh, so just stay tuned. So again, thank you. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the playoffs.